Welcome to the Nightly Noise Paranormal Podcast. This is Mark Roby, and I'm here with Mandy Goheen and Kayla Gabriel. And they are part of the Ohio Paranormal Society. Mandy, we'll start with you. What got you interested in the paranormal? Um, Growing up, I had a couple different experiences um, that happened, and... It kind of got me curious what was, if there's something else out there, um, you know, makes you question things. So I was like, started investigating. So it was pretty cool to do. Um, from there, I've had more experiences, um, but that's what really got me into it. Like just being touched one time kind of makes you think like, well, was that really, did I really get touched? You know, things like that. or seeing different lights and things like that. So just things that got me in, interested. Well, how long have you been investigating the paranormal? Uh, I think I've been doing it probably like six years now. That's I think a long time. About six, about six. So um, still going to keep doing it because, you know, don't know what else is out there. So makes you question things. <laughs> Kayla, what got you interested in the paranormal? So I have had a couple of experiences growing up. Um, So like Mandy was saying, you know, you have an experience that you can't explain and it just kind of gets you thinking, gets some questions rolling around and you just want to, I think it's human nature to want to be able to explain things that you see or feel. Um, So it really just got me interested in the paranormal and I wasn't a part of a group for you know, a long time, not until recently, so most of my research was just online or in books and things like that, so I was really excited to be part of a group. So Kayla, how long have you been investigating the paranormal? So I've been investigating for a little over a year now. Um, I joined the Ohio Paranormal Society um, along with Mandy. She's how I got into the group. She introduced me to everybody, so just a little over a year. Have you guys had any experiences in the paranormal since you've been investigating? Um, I have seen or seen like a shadow figure. I definitely heard footsteps when we've been out and investigating. So one of my first investigations, we went to an opera house Um, and we were upstairs sitting in some of the seats and I was sitting off to one side, um, kind of apart from everybody. And the chairs were a little squeaky, so we were all trying to be really careful about not moving around. Um, So I started to feel kind of like a prickly feeling on the back of my neck, kind of felt like my hair was moving a little bit. Um, kind of just shook that off, didn't really say anything. Um, but a couple minutes into being up there, um, the chair next to me actually squeaked really loud like someone had sat down. So that was a pretty cool experience. Um, I didn't feel anything, didn't see anything, but it was just kind of a, a neat experience, especially for my first investigation. It was cool for something like that to happen. So where was that at? That was down in Cynthiana, Kentucky at the Ross Opera House. Mandy, what about you? Is there, um, is there any ex- 
experience that might stand out? Um, I would say one experience was the mall that we did. Um, the Upper Valley Mall? The Upper Valley Mall. In Springfield? Yeah, in Springfield. There Ohio, was an, Springfield, Ohio. An area where um, it was well lit, like, because we were investigating the mall and they couldn't turn the lights off. So the area we were in was well lit. Um, there supposedly was uh, a little girl seen back in the area um, in a certain corner. So one of our investigators was sitting, like basically kneeling down in that area. Um, and then I was kind of at the cross where the hallway crosses basically and just kind of sitting there. And plain as day, you can hear like a little girl coughing. And then next thing you know, you hear this loud bang of a door being slammed. There's no doors back there. Um, the only two people back there was me and the other investigator. Everybody else was at home base. And the only other person in the building itself was like a security guard. Um, <clears throat> so that was that was a significant, you know, that stood out for me because it was just crazy. Not to mention the EMF detector I was holding after the cough went like crazy. Um, and then that's when the door slammed. So that was pretty cool and we like got up and like looked around but there's no doors back there and the only heavy door back there was like for the electrical room but you can't move that door so that was that was pretty cool how long have you been investigating the paranormal so I've been investigating the paranormal for around 15 years or so what got you started in it? I was working at Verizon retail store and the mall that you were just talking about investigating and I had uh, one of my coworkers came up to me and asked me to help her with something that was going on in her house. Um, she claimed I was the only person that she knew that was close enough with some pastors to help her out. She thought she was experiencing some demonic stuff in the house. So I reached out to some pastors and uh, there were, I think, 12 of them total that were willing to go out and take a look and help out. And um, she ended up backing out of it. But in the end, I mean, she didn't get any help from us. I don't know what the end was with, with her story. But it got me interested in the paranormal stuff. I had been interested to watch TV shows and things like that years ago when I was little growing up. I always liked the documentaries on haunted locations and things like that. Um, but I, I was asked to investigate a house in Ohio. I'm not going to give the exact area but I went out and did an investigation there the family left the house to me for uh, three nights and I had some experiences there that were pretty pretty startling it kind of opened my eyes to the paranormal stuff being real and I wanted to dig into it a little more decided I'd need to start a team um, so that I wouldn't if something did manifest and became physical you know I would have someone else there so there'd be someone to help the other person if something happened. So um, that's it. That's what happened. So I started contacting my friend Rocky Ramirez, and we started the Ohio Paranormal Society. Rocky has since moved to Texas and is no longer part of the group, but um, we'd welcome him back with open arms if he ever came back and wanted to investigate. But um, we did some interviews for the team, team members and came up with quite a few. Some worked out, some didn't. Mandy, you were one of them that made mm -hmm. it through. Yep. Uh, you weren't on in the very early stages, but... No, I think I came on after Rocky left. Yeah, so it was probably three years mm -hmm. into or more. 
into investigating as a team. Um, and then you brought Kayla on well, last year. Yeah. One of the most memorable experiences for me was in Ashtabula, Ohio. Uh, I did an investigation out there with the team. The early on team. It was with Rocky, um, myself, a guy named Jeremiah, and uh, Sherry. And the four of us were investigating this house that was having some, what they thought was demonic or dark, some kind of dark entity um, things happening. So we went out and investigated and things did turn out to get pretty active throughout the night. Uh, we had couches move, we had bangs from the basement, from the floor, on the first floor. You know, there, the knocking on the floor, Every, everywhere I stepped there was knocking under my feet. We had a picture come off the wall. Uh, we had, in one of the one of the kids' rooms, they had like some stacks of school papers and stuff, and no one was in the room. We closed the door, and seconds later, we heard all kinds of noise in there. Opened the door up to go see what was happening, and there the stuffed animals, toys, papers, everything was all over the place. Like a tornado had went through the room. Aside from that case. Out at Prospect Place Mansion, or with again with the early on group, um, we met we met up with another group called I think they were called Monster at the time, but they are now part of our team because the place was so large. They reached out to us for some help, so we brought our equipment out and set up. And the first night we heard footsteps in the hallways when we were trying to sleep, um, with kids playing, balls bouncing. So the girls in the group they heard that and they were. They were on the first floor. All the guys stayed on the second floor, and the girls followed that noise all the way upstairs to the second floor where we were at, and then upstairs again to the bell tower uh, and that ballroom upstairs. So that was very, very interesting. Um, on camera that that second night, no, that the first night on camera we caught a blue mist that touched one of the guy's legs while he was sleeping and he reacted to it. It did it a second time, he reacted again, and then it did it a third time and he actually stood up and got out of got out you know, got out of bed, woke up, looked around. But every time it came onto the screen it was this blue mist and it touched his leg, ran down his leg. Uh, it was not a blanket. It was not anything that we could we could explain away. It was definitely something that was unexplainable. So one of the places we all have investigated was the Ross Opera House in Cynthiana, Kentucky. Our first time out there, it was just the three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was just the three, Kayla, Mark, and me. There's a lot of history, you know, to the Opera House. Some of the claims were, you know, children running up and down the aisles, whistles. Um, what was some of the other claims? Footsteps. Seeing the woman. With There's the a woman white dress. in white, yeah. Um, there was also that's like a typical thing at every location. Though. Yeah, there's yeah. always a woman in a white dress. Yeah, <laughs> um, there was what a shadow figure that came out from in between the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And that was yep, actually by the bathroom. That was actually caught on video by the owner of the place. But we just we went on a tour of the facility. It was you know they have the old part of the opera house, and then they're restoring. Pretty much most of the opera house is being restored. Um, I know they put a new roof on. They painted the last time we were there. They painted the whole inside of the theater. But we were setting up, you know, getting our equipment out, and just like out of nowhere, this was like probably one of the coolest things that ever happened. Was this long whistle 
And mind you, it was only the three of us in there. I think we all stopped what we were doing and we just like took off running to the auditorium to see if we could, you know, recreate it or hear it again, um, which it didn't happen, but that was pretty, pretty neat, I would say. Yeah, that was the coolest experience. That was my first ever investigation yeah. ever. And I, you know, didn't think I was gonna experience anything, you know. Right. I just kind of thought like, oh, it's it's not gonna be like the movies where you go and set up or like a show where it's yeah. <laughs> very kind of cut together. Like, okay, they set up and now they have stuff that's going on and now they're reviewing and they get all this great evidence. But I just kind of thought nothing would ever happen, especially not on my first go. But I mean, we were setting up, I heard that whistle, and I'm like, this is too good to be true. Yeah, we were just getting stuff out of that. Yeah. Like yeah. We were setting, yeah. getting our cameras all out, and we were yeah. talking about places to set them, and, you know, where we we're going to do things. We literally, yeah, literally just unpacked, yeah. and next thing you know, I mean, it was it was long. It was a long I, I know that the two times after that, when we, when we returned, we had audio recorders going from the second we walked <laughs> yeah. through the door. <laughs> Yeah, because we did like a, another walkthrough our second time there um, with the other group that caught up with us. They came out and investigated the second time, and then we had Jerry and them from from the Shadows podcast came mm -hmm. out. Um, that so we had a bigger group overall that time. So we did split people up and put them in different areas. It was pretty neat. I mean, mind you, we had other experiences our first night too. I mean, me and Kayla were in what the alien room. We're just sitting at the tables and we can hear footsteps and over in the corner where this supposedly person has been spotted um i mean we had we had that rustling noises up there what else we had we did catch a voice on the recorder that we didn't hear so that was pretty neat the first time you had the experience up in the balcony now mind you they do have the balcony upstairs they're restoring they're trying to restore it to its original state because there is a segregated room there and they're going to try to restore that so people can see what it was like back then that's one place that we definitely tried to investigate was it the second night or the third time we were there third third time we yeah, were there third night yeah that was a little hard because i think they had that heater running right, right there yeah. right out there but there is a segregated room which Maybe need to go back in again and see if yeah, we can. see if we can turn that heater off. Yeah, see if we can really see if we can catch something. I mean, we we've definitely had some, you know, going upstairs to the one room. We've you definitely do feel kind of weird every now and then, but I think it just feels a little heavy. Now they do have another room off the alien room, which is like original part of the opera house, but nobody was able to go up there because they had all the bats. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know if that's gone now. We we are allowed to go up there. Yeah, we should check that out. I heard the bats are gone, but we did have bats <laughs> yeah. in the auditorium. Kayla and I were investigating down there, and I saw a reflection of light off the ceiling, and I thought that was interesting. So I was trying to debunk it and figure out what was reflecting light up to the ceiling, and uh, looked up, just kind of sat back and looked up, and we figured out they were bats. And then there's what the other, but our third time there, we investigated uh, underneath of the the opera house that was pretty neat Ooh, under the stage under the stage mm -hmm. yeah i did not like that there <laughs> were bugs down there <laughs> kayla's not a fan of bugs I don't do or bugs. spiders uh -uh. <laughs> don't do the spiders <laughs> i think our experiences like some other people had different experiences too the opera house overall was a great experience 
So Cynthiana has an interesting history in itself. It ties in with the Walking Dead TV show. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy who wrote the comic books actually lived there. He grew up there. So they do a. I don't know if they still do it every year, but they did a Walking Dead day one day where they had like um, wrecked planes brought in, and they basically close the city down. People dress up like zombies and stuff and walk around. It's very interesting. I like to go if they if they do that again. I like to go to it and yeah, then and that, then do an investigation. They have that mural on the side of the building. And I think that one of the, what the actor from The Walking Dead gave them the projector unit. Oh wow! From I didn't like know that. that's what's in that it's in that glass case. I think it was the actor. Yeah. So I believe the main character, mm-hmm. I think his name is Rick in the show. Whatever his name is in real life, he donated money for the projector mm-hmm. for the opera house. The opera house is in a kind of a near constant state of renovation. They're trying to get it back to kind of its former glory. Mm-hmm. They do have shows and plays and things like that yeah. that they do, um, but they are trying to restore it back. And they've done a really nice job. The third time we went in, the auditorium looked a almost completely better. different. Yeah, it looks oh, yeah. so good. They had they a have... local artist paint the whole entire thing. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The carpeting mm-hmm. was different mm-hmm. for the aisles, and it's it's looking really nice. New roof on there. I'm working if they can get the balcony done, that's going to turn out to be really neat. Um, that that upstairs is just that one's in constant <laughs> renovation up there right now, but I think that one had a lot of damage. I believe the building has ties to Chris O'Donnell's family, right? I think he did say that when we were doing the tour. It was opened by his grandfather or something. something. I don't know. I'd have to get back online and look, but I'm pretty certain it had ties with his grandfather. Well, we have some great podcasts coming up in the future uh we have an idea for um a podcast that we think many of you guys will enjoy so stay tuned subscribe and we will keep these coming